The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And we have Dr. Tabitha with us. Her name is Dr. Tabitha Barber. She's a board certified OBGYN physician who specializes in using functional medicine as her primary way of treating women's health. But today we have an interesting title. We are talking about how to keep from not gaining weight during COVID-19 with intermittent fasting. So welcome Dr. Tabitha. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This is great. So tell listeners a little bit about how you transition from being a board certified OBGYN. And I love when we have people like that on the show, because people are like, you know, some people are just functional medicine. Well, you, you just are the best of both worlds. Yeah, I like to think I'm a little bit in a unique position because I was in the conventional medical world for almost two decades, and it was a personal journey of mine trying to heal myself that I found functional medicine. I actually had a back injury that went on for over a year, and you know, conventional medicine just wasn't cutting it to the point where I couldn't deliver babies. I couldn't perform surgery anymore. Like I would try to step away from the C-section table and I physically couldn't walk. And so I needed to figure out a different way. And so I went through back surgery. I thought I healed myself. I took the six weeks off like a good patient. And then I went back and had five days on call because of course you get punished for taking any time off. And on my third night, um, I re-injured my back and I couldn't move. So that's when I thought, okay, now what am I going to do? So I went back to the surgeon and he said, well, you have you know, one option, essentially, you need to have your back fused with hardware and, you know, rods and plates. And then he said, you're more likely to herniate above and below that spot as well, because, you know, the force of gravity, things always go to the easiest spot. And he said, back surgeries are like Lay's potato chips. You can't just have one. And that just that blew me away. I thought I cannot be on this roller coaster. I'm, you know, 40 some years old. And so I did the unthinkable and I took four months off of work and I didn't have surgery. And I just started researching the crap out of everything. And I found a whole new world of functional medicine, integrative medicine that you know, is doing amazing things and has a ton of science behind it. But because I was so entrenched in my conventional medicine world, I didn't know anything about it. And so once my eyes were open and I saw the possibilities of healing your body naturally and, you know, getting back to homeostasis and autophagy and all these other things, I, I couldn't ignore it. And so I actually did heal my own body. And when I went back to work, it was pretty impossible to do those 15 minute appointments and give people pills I knew weren't helping. And all of a sudden I wanted to talk to my patients about, 
you know, their diet, their lifestyle, their stress management, all of these things that I realized I was ignoring for so long. And the system I was stuck in doesn't allow for that. You know, they were like, oh, you're an hour behind. You're two hours behind. You cannot do this with your patients. And so I eventually left that world. I now do functional medicine full time. And it's my mission to actually help women heal and not just put a Band-Aid you know, on their symptoms. And it's been so rewarding. It's just, it's amazing. Mm. So let's talk about some tips and let's talk about how you personally do intermittent fasting and how some tips we can give people for how to not gain weight during the COVID-19. I've been seeing all these funny memes go around with all these fat babies. I'm getting ready to post one myself. My sister has a baby that is, gosh, I don't know, maybe eight months old now, a year. I think he's a year old now. And he is the fattest, chunkiest baby. And I'm going to put a, put him on there and put a meme that says like me after eating all the, you know, co- you know, COVID-19 snacks or being in COVID shutdown and people are doing all that. Cause it's true. It's like, you're at home, you're bored. You don't know what to do with yourself. You're like, I can't watch TV anymore. So what are some tips that you have for people to make sure that they are not gaining weight during this time? Yeah, I think that's a legitimate concern. You know, we're all stuck at home and what's left at the grocery store is often just processed foods that last on the shelf for two years, you know, not the healthiest options. So I think it's a great time to work on your intermittent fasting skills because we don't need to eat all of the time. You know, I've been thinking of this situation as a blessing because secretly, I've been working so much. I've been asking, you know, and praying for more time to work on myself, more time to be with my kids. And now all of a sudden I've got it. And so I need to make the most of it. I can't blow this opportunity. You know, I keep saying, oh, I'm going to start doing this exercise program when, and now it's finally here. You have the opportunity to exercise Mm -hmm. Every day, you don't have to get up and go to work necessarily. A lot of women can adjust their homework schedules or they're off completely. So we it's all a mindset. You need to just embrace this opportunity that we've been given from the universe. It's like, hey, we get to work on ourselves. And I think intermittent fasting is one of those easy things that you can start to play around with. You know, I tell my patients, start with some time-restricted eating. Just shorten up your eating window. Stop with the snacks. Like Lock your pantry, empty it out, do whatever it takes. If you're like me and the stuff can't be in the house or it talks to you, you know, get rid of it. Just throw it away. It's not worth having in the house all that garbage. And get rid of your evening snacks. If you quit eating dinner after 6 p.m. and then you don't eat again until say 9 a.m., you're giving your pancreas a break. You are reminding your body how to tap into its fat stores and burn fat for fuel instead of sugar. And it opens up so many healing possibilities for your system. So I think, you know, it's, it's a mindset. You got to just make the decision that you're going to take this 
amazing opportunity that the universe has given us instead of whining and complaining about it, you know, and sit on the couch and let your depression kick in, you got to take the bull by the horns and just do what you need to do. Hey guys, I want you to know what I've been doing for my health that is absolutely transforming it. I'm taking massive amounts of vitamin C. Now, it's not just the regular vitamin C. This is 100% natural and it only contains natural sources, whole foods like amla berry, camu camu berry, uh, cherry. So it's literally just ground up fruits and massive amounts and it delivers 750% of your daily recommended vitamin C. So I literally double it and I have just seen so many benefits. So go to ChantelRayWay.com slash vitamin C to get yours today. Yeah. And I think that, you know, keeping your schedule as much as possible, like my schedule has not changed one bit. So even though I'm considered an essential business and I actually, um, so while I do all my health stuff and I do that, I also own a real estate company. And so, um, I've been spending some more time doing that. And so I've been going into the office every day because I'm considered an essential business. And so even though I'm doing tons of stuff with my health business as well, um, I still have my routine. And even if you're going home, like one of the things I think people should do is just keep your schedule as much as you can and just get dressed. So like if you normally, you know, get dressed, do your hair, don't spend the your day in pajamas, like, you know, put on regular clothes and kind of try to keep your schedule going. Like you can still go for a walk. Like I'm going for a walk. I'm doubling my walk schedule now and going outside and no one's saying you can't go outside and walk. Exactly. And I think it's great that your life hasn't been super impacted. I think if your life has been impacted, just make a new schedule, right? Like, I no longer get to go to the office. And so I'm doing virtual visits online with my patients. And I just decide, you know what? I'm going to make a new schedule. I'm going to put my exercise in, in in the mornings instead of the afternoons like I used to have to do. But you're right. Like I saw a meme about you should try on your pants once a week because pajamas, you know, will make you think you're doing fine. And then all of a sudden you're three sizes bigger. So yeah, you should be wearing your jeans, like with something with a tight waistband so that you can keep track. Like, (laughs) am I actually, because if you're wearing pajamas all day, they're never going to feel tighter. Exactly. It's going to really get away from you quickly. So I love that advice. Um, Yeah. I think, doubling your walk schedule and you can, you can do online, you could do online videos, right? Like for working out online yoga online, like just because like, if you normally at 8 AM were going to a yoga class, then find a yoga class and do it online. Yeah, exactly. If you were doing Pilates or whatever you were doing. Yeah. And I started doing this thing where I, you know, I did 10 push-ups and I shot it out to some Facebook friends and I challenged them to do 10 push-ups and to challenge their friends. And I think we just need to keep supporting each other and remind ourselves that this is a great opportunity to focus on us. Yeah. And just asking yourself, are you physically hungry? Right? Uh, Like, are you physically hungry or not? They're bored. they're bored. They're stressed out from all of this. And so that's 
really why people do a lot of eating. And when you're eating, when you're stressed, your cortisol levels are high, you're not digesting properly, and it's just worsening your GI health and your hormone imbalance. So it's not a good roller coaster to get on. I think the other thing is now that if you are working at home, like you can easily take a nap. Like you can, you know, if you're at home and now your schedule has changed, a lot of times people start getting tired and so then they run to food. And it's like, well, you just hit the jackpot now because if you don't have, you can't go to work if you want, if you're tired, take a nap, take a 30 minute nap and, and then you're not running to the refrigerator either. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, any other tips that you can think of that people can do uh, during this time to help with not gaining weight? I just think that we need to, like you said, keep a schedule, maybe even write down and keep track of what you're doing so you can, you know, check off your little wins. I think that it's a good motivator to see the little strides that you're making get your friends involved online. You don't have to be physically in person with them Mm -hmm. and then get outside. Like that's the big one. It's finally getting sunny. I'm in Michigan Mm -hmm. and we haven't seen the sun for so long. So that's motivating in and of itself to get moving. And when you smell that fresh air and get outside and see things blooming, it's just, it, it, brings you alive again. And so it's so important to just get outside. And like you said, you're not violating anything by going outside. You don't have to be quarantined in your house. Just don't go outside and have a big party, you know? Right. All right. Well, I have a couple of questions that people have listened, have put in. And since you are an OBGYN, I thought I would throw some of those in for you today. Um, This first one is from Anonymous, and she says that most people think hormonal birth control serves only one purpose, to prevent pregnancy. But my doctor says that there's lots of other benefits, such as menstrual relief, helping with my skin. But for me, I feel like it's helping me gain weight, and it has some other side effects. I want to get off it altogether and go a more natural route. What are your suggestions? Yeah, we traditional gynecologists have been using birth control pills as a band-aid for all kinds of symptoms because honestly, they haven't had any other tools in their toolbox to help your skin feel better, to look better, to get your periods to be more manageable, to get rid of your pain. And so the pill, it helps in a sense that it you know, covers up those symptoms for the time being, but try getting off of that pill. That's pretty miserable. And those symptoms can come back with a vengeance. So I try not to use the pill for those purposes. You know, we definitely still want to have the option for birth control because, you know, we have things to do in this world as women, but I don't like the idea of just slapping everybody on it as soon as, you know, their period gets a little heavy or they have a little acne because you're just asking for more trouble. So I think it's super important to maximize your healthy diet and lifestyle. That is why you're getting those symptoms. You know, a lot of women get 
acne from too much sugar or dairy in their diet and really being aware of that and cutting that out helps improve your skin and clear it up. You know, when we have heavy periods or painful periods, that's just a symptom of a hormone imbalance. Oftentimes we're not making enough progesterone. Here's the thing, stress or cortisol hormone is produced when you're like going from thing to thing all day long, you're stressed out, you're not processing, you're not calming down, you're not dealing with anything. And so you're making cortisol all day and it's stealing the production of progesterone. And so you get this super imbalanced ratio of estrogen to progesterone. And now your estrogen seems super high and that shows up as heavy periods, painful periods, painful breast tenderness, PMS, you know, super irritability, like wanting to rip your husband's head off. And all of that can be brought back into balance by bringing your cortisol production down, you know, getting in and doing 10 minute guided meditations, taking a walk in nature, doing some deep breathing, doing some journaling or prayer work. And those are such natural, easy, well, I don't know about easy, but safer ways to get your hormones into balance without going on these synthetic hormones that are really just shutting your system down. You know, when you're on a birth control pill and you're having a bleed every month, that's not a period because your cycle is shut down. That birth control pill blocks the conversation that your brain has with your ovaries and you are just mimicking this, you know, cycle. So we know that you're probably not going to have an increased risk of breast cancer from it, but we don't know that yet. So I just don't think it's worth going on birth control pills for any other reason besides contraception. And is there any other, is there any better alternative for them? So if they say, you know, is there a healthy way to get off birth control and start something else? Like, obviously they could use a condom, but if they say, no, I don't want to do that what is their, the other option? Oh, as far as birth control, there's, um, IUDs are super popular. Those are intrauterine devices. They like little T-shaped devices that the gynecologist will put inside the uterus. It's an office procedure. And some of them have synthetic progestins in them that are made to decrease your lining from growing every month. So women sometimes don't even have periods or bleeds on them. And those, I would say the Mirena IUD is the most popular out there for that reason, because we don't want to be inconvenienced with periods. But I'll tell you, a lot of times that progestin is high enough level in your bloodstream to shut down that communication and interfere with your cycle. So I get women who become hormonally imbalanced, even though the product says, you know, it just works locally on the uterine lining. Some women get enough in their bloodstream that they do notice more depression or weight gain, that type of thing. So everybody's unique in how they respond. And I would say, you know, be cautious with that and just know that if you have an IUD like a Mirena or a Kylena and you don't feel hormonally balanced, it could very well be the reason. There's a copper IUD called Paragard that doesn't have hormones in it. So it just physically pre- present, 
prevents the sperm from getting to the egg. Um, and sometimes that can make your periods a little heavier or more painful. Rarely I've seen women complain of the copper in the IUD, um, but I would say overall that's a pretty nice non-hormonal option for women if their hormones are balanced otherwise. Um, you could use a diaphragm. Nowadays, you don't even have to be fitted for a diaphragm. You could just buy one size fits most online and use that with a spermicide. It can be a little bit cumbersome and take the spontaneity out of it because you have to prepare it ahead of time, know you're going to have sex, then take it out and clean it, check for holes, that type of thing. But that's an option. I actually did that when I was 19 after I had my baby in high school. That was the only option I was given. So if I didn't get pregnant on it at 19, grown women can probably handle it. Um, but there's other barrier methods, like you said, condoms and spermicides and caps and things like that, or just natural rhythm method. If you have a nice regular cycle, you should know the 10 days that you're um, potentially going to get pregnant during ovulation and be able to avoid intercourse during those times. Hey guys, I have a free smoothie book that has over 20 recipes that are super unique, like broccoli bonanza, great green smoothie, and mojito madness, and so much more. They are really amazing and you're going to love them. And the best part is it's totally free. So go to chantelrayway.com slash free recipe, and you'll get the book and tons of other free recipes, or just look in the show notes and click there. Okay, awesome. This next is a question from a girl named Sierra in Fresno, Texas. First, let me say your podcast is my favorite. I do want to ask that I'm having massive headaches before my period starts and after my period ends. I'm not alone. It seems like all my friends are saying the exact same thing. I talked to my gynecologist. He says my headaches are links to menstruation and are a result of levels the changes in the levels of progesterone and estrogen in my body. I'm 48 years old and I get my period every 28 to 30 day, every 28 to 30 days. Thanks to you. And since I started listening to this podcast and started doing intermittent fasting, my periods are extremely regular. The only thing I can't control is these terrible headaches. Would progesterone cream help? I thought I heard you had a podcast, but I didn't understand how to add that in. Could you re-explain? Sierra in Fresno, Texas. Yeah, that's a super common issue is headaches related to the changes in your hormone levels. So right before you have your period, your estrogen and progesterone levels drop, and that's what uh, results in your bleed. So if you're on a birth control pill, that can sometimes make it worse. <clears throat> It sounds like she's not on a birth control pill. So I would say adding a little bit of an over-the-counter progesterone cream or oil, even like Progestol from, I think, I think it's Designs for Health. I can't remember the brand, but they have, you know, an over-the-counter oil that it's a lower dose. And sometimes that's all you need just to bridge that little gap. Because like I said, we're stealing our progesterone production. And so our estrogen levels are too high and it's causing this headache when those drop so significantly. So that's a nice way to balance that out. Sometimes 
it gets blamed on our sex hormones when it's really a sugar issue. So sometimes it can be more sugar insulin issue, especially women drinking alcohol with dinner or in the evenings that can add to headaches um, and hot flashes at night, night sweats, that type of thing. So I love to hear that she's doing the intermittent fasting with you and that it's helping. I think she's on the right track with that. Another issue is that could be a food sensitivity issue. I know a lot of women, once they get rid of gluten or dairy out of their diet, they feel a ton better and the headaches go away. So she might benefit from working with a functional um, physician and trying to see what the root cause of her headaches is. But I would tr- I would first try with that progesterone oil for sure. Now, what's the difference between the progesterone oil and the progesterone cream, and how do they explain in detail how they use it? So it's just over the counter a smaller dose that you can buy without a prescription. So because you don't want to give yourself too much progesterone during that time that like during your window of your period. So you just want a lower dosage of that. Exactly. You just want enough to balance out that excess estrogen that you're experiencing. The other thing you could do is to really optimize your liver and how it's metabolizing your estrogen. Sometimes we our liver gets bogged down and we keep recirculating our estrogens after we've metabolized them and then they go back into the bloodstream and then we use them again. And so DIM or diendomethane is a nice supplement that we can take in a pill form to get that metabolized estrogen out of our system. That's actually what's in cruciferous vegetables. It's the um product of indole 3 carbonyl and like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, those all really help us metabolize our estrogen and balance our hormones. So I would say really push those vegetables. Another reason to push your vegetables is the fiber content. So we know when women are constipated or not evacuating their bowels regularly, will reabsorb those estrogen metabolites that are sitting in their stool waiting to be excreted. It's a crazy thought, but that actually gets absorbed back into our bloodstream and makes too much estrogen. And so I see constipation and headaches go side by side all the time. And, you know, is it the dairy causing the constipation? Is it the constipation causing the reabsorption of the estrogens? I think it's like a a big vicious cycle. So you want to be having bowel movements every day, formed, regular, easy to pass, and eating enough vegetables and getting enough water and movement through the day is going to help that and help bring you down your excess estrogen levels for sure. Perfect. Okay. This next one is from Barb in Chesterfield. One of my friends says that she started taking progesterone cream after listening to one of your podcast episodes and started losing weight. Is she full of it? I love your podcast. Don't get me wrong. But which podcast was that? Which episode is it? I also heard she said that there's a dim episode that gets rid of estrogen dominance that I have to listen to. I have been home and literally binge listening to every podcast, but I can't find the one she's talking about. My friend's name is Christine. My name is 
Barb and Chesterfield. So, um, but anyway, so I don't remember. <laughs> You'll have to look. I have no idea. We've got over 200 episodes. I don't know which episode we talked about that in, but let's go ahead and talk about it now, right? So, so sh- apparently, um, it was an episode that we that we talked about how progesterone cream, how to take it, and how it help, could help you lose weight, and what the how to use the DIM supplement and how does that help with estrogen dominance? So let's just re-answer the question because we don't know which episode that we talked about that in. Yeah. So like I was just saying, DIM is a great addition to some progesterone. And how often should someone take that? I would take it every day for at least four to six months. Um, You know, and then you can reevaluate at that time. But I, I give it a good four to six months with my patients. I think it helps a ton. And like I said, you really do have to actively manage your stress and get out of that sympathetic state of producing cortisol all day long. You know, there's awesome testing that we can do now to see what your cortisol production's doing throughout the day. There's a saliva test from Dutch that you can um, map it four or five times throughout the day and see, are you spiking appropriately when you're supposed to, and then kind of coming down throughout the day, or are you up all day long and you are just in this sympathetic state? Or are you so wiped out that you don't even make cortisol anymore? Are you, you know, at the bottom of the graph? A lot of women will say, I'm just at the point where I can barely get out of bed and function, you know, during the day. I want to take a nap at two o'clock. I hit a wall and I just can't go on. And a lot of times that has to do with cortisol. So intermittent fasting is a great way to reset that for sure. So let's talk a little bit about um, what she was saying about the progesterone cream. So how does, you know, if people saying, look, you know, I'm taking progesterone cream, it's making me less hungry. I'm not feeling as hungry. What, like, first of all, describe in detail, besides taking the progesterone cream, maybe if you're getting massive headaches before and after your period, if you are supposed to take progesterone, if you, if it works, what what day should you start it? What day should you end it? And what's the science behind it? Like why why are people feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm just less hungry? Okay. <clears throat> so we produce progesterone throughout our cycle. But when we go, when we ovulate in the middle of the cycle around day 14 or so, the leftover cyst in our ovary starts to produce even more progesterone. And so that gets us through until the levels drop and we have our bleed around day 28. So if you don't ovulate regularly, which um, starts to happen in our 40s, it's just a fact of life. It's the beginning of perimenopause where we're not necessarily getting, you know, to ovulate every month to have a pregnancy. So those progesterone levels start to naturally decrease. And then when we make too much cortisol, that robs the progesterone production as well. So there's two hits against us for too little progesterone going on. And so It depends, honestly, on your unique situation, whether you want to supplement it all month long or if you just want to supplement it from ovulation to the end of your cycle. 
Hey guys, I don't know about you, but if you are just feeling so tired throughout the day and just feeling restless at night, then I want you to try something called Energy Bits. Each package is has spirulina or chlorella algae. They're plant-based and they have zero sugar, 40 nutrients, five grams of protein. And so you are gonna feel great taking them. So go to energybits.com and then you'll get 20% off if you put the promo code Chantel. That's C-H-A-N-T-E-L. Um, so I would say most women do at least the last two weeks of their cycle. You know, some women do it all month long. What, um, what have you been recommending for your listeners? For me, I like to start it like on day 15 and then do it the last two weeks. But I do feel like if I do that progesterone cream, I start everyone. I don't, it depends on the month. Sometimes I will get a headache before I start my period and after, just like that girl said, and then I will take a little bit of progesterone cream and it'll kind of go away. I can count on one hand how many times I've taken Tylenol or Advil in the past year. Like if I, I just think that if you can, like my husband, I get so upset with him because he has some back issues. And so sometimes he'll go play tennis and he will just be like, oh, my back's killing me. And he'll just be popping these Advil, Advil, Advil. Like he yeah. just goes in waves and I'm like, stop taking the Advil. <laughs> um, but I just, I do, I feel like our country abuses like Midol and Advil and Tylenol. And so let's just address that. Like, what are some things that you've seen? Like, are there any natural remedies for headaches that you can think of that people can do without having to take Tylenol or Advil? My favorite is actually a more of a preventative taking magnesium at bedtime every Mm. night. So you know, the latest research is showing that our vegetables have 80% less magnesium in them than they did back in the 1950s. Just mm-hmm. because our soil is so depleted, we've mm-hmm. overfarmed it so much. So we really are deficient in magnesium and not realizing it. So just take a supplement at bedtime. You know, I like magnesium glycinate because it doesn't seem to have such a direct effect on your bowels. You know, you don't want to be any looser. Um, If you do want to be looser or have issues with constipation, you might want to try magnesium citrate and take that before bed every night as a preventative. I've seen a lot of women have fewer headaches just with that alone. And that's my go-to with pregnant women because we are realizing that Tylenol can affect the pregnancy and they definitely can't have Motrin or any type of NSAID during pregnancy. So we have to use natural things like magnesium, getting enough water in us because headaches a lot of time are vascular. So the little arteries up in our brain start to constrict when our blood pressure goes up or we don't have enough blood volume. And so anytime we get a little dehydrated, those start to constrict and cause headaches. And that's why too much caffeine can do that or stopping caffeine abruptly. So I think our diet has a lot more to do with headaches than we realize, but magnesium is my go-to. Oh, what else do I like? What do you usually use? Um, For me, I feel like 
the best thing for me to do is get a like a massage oh, or yeah. to like do some essential oils. There's some peppermint essential oils that I love that mm-hmm. literally I can kind of put in and kind of, you know, help with that. Like you said, the progesterone cream helps me. I do love the dim. I think that is a, that's great to get because a lot of times those headaches are caused from, like you said, having too much estrogen in your body. And if like, for me, I, I've gotten so much better now, but I used to be massively constipated like all the time. And so it's funny. I always say all of our listeners, they kind of gravitate to me if they, if they've had constipation issues or thyroid issues in the past, but that's a big one because that dim is a big, is a big game changer. So I'll put my favorite progesterone cream and my favorite, uh, dim in the show notes as well. I think that would be so helpful for most women to, you know, especially women in your forties, early fifties, if you're struggling at all, I think that's the first step. Like start with the dim, start with a little bit of progesterone, your second half of your cycle, make sure you're hydrated and managing that stress. I think you're right on with that. Awesome. I love that you are like teaching women from all of your own struggles. It's My own struggles. That's right. It's fabulous. So good. Well, this has been amazing. Tell listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you. And I want you to talk a little bit about the amazing book that you wrote. Oh, so yeah. Follow me on Dr. Tabitha. It's three A's, no I, D-R-T-A-B-A-T-H-A. And yes, I'm, make sure <laughs> I want to stress that because there is another Dr. Tabitha because um, my assistant had said something. She was like, well, I, I think she got confused because she saw your other one and she thought they were both the same. She said she had told me, I think she's, you know, a sex doctor and <laughs> and an OBGYN. <laughs> yes, I do help with sex, but I'm not a sex therapist. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So, yeah three A's. Uh, So definitely follow me on Instagram and Facebook or check out my website, drtabitha.com. I have a podcast called The Functional Gynecologist where I, you know, dive deep into all of these topics. So if you really want to hear the science behind it and all of that, feel free to listen to that. So yeah, last year or Two years now, when I was off from my back injury, I wrote a book because I had a little, I had a tough childhood. I got pregnant in high school. I was, you know, not doing the right things. I was kind of on the wrong path. And it was a wake up call for me. I had a rough time with my pregnancy and delivery. I wasn't treated very well. I was on Medicaid and I had doctors and nurses kind of treat me like a second-class citizen, and I learned a lot through that. It really strengthened my faith, and it gave me my purpose in life. So I realized that women need a voice and a choice in their health care. They need someone, you know, to back them up and be on their side and actually listen to them and give them informed choices and not just, you know, do the parental physician role. And so that's where I found my purpose in life. And I got my crap together and I went back to school. I got my GED and eventually became a doctor. And so my struggle 
was real and I had a lot to say about it. And so I finally got a chance and I wrote my book. It's my autobiography, but uh, essentially I had to fictionalize it to, you know, to cover my butt (laughs) a little bit. Um, But all of the stories and the, you know, the lessons in it are real and true. It's about finding who you are believing in yourself, listening to that little voice inside, not listening to people tell you you're not good enough or can't do something because of your situation, and just rising above and figuring out how to get through and fulfill the purpose that you were put on this earth to fulfill. So it's it's inspiring book, and it's called From White Trash to White Coat because I was called white trash when I was little and people told me I was going to amount to nothing. So, you know, that is so amazing. I love that story. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. I hope it inspires women to like, just do what they need to do in this life. It's too precious to waste it watching TV and eating bonbons, right? That is so good. Well, thanks again for being with us. Yes, yes. Well, if you guys have a question, please go to questions at ChantelRayWay.com and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.